Welcome to Reader Seeks Romance Channel's Romance Roundup. I am Liz Donatelli. And I'm Libby Kay, author of the Sweet Romance series, Buckeye Falls. Libby and I are excited to share cozy romances to add to your fall reading lists. If you're listening to us on Podbean or your podcast app of choice, then be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Romance Roundup. Also, watch Romance Roundup on Reader Seeks Romance's YouTube channel, which is the only place you'll find exclusive bonus content such as episode teasers, books and bookish giveaways, extra book recs, and romance author guests. Be sure to like and subscribe. Libby, let the roundup begin. All right, Liz, giddy up. <laughs> okay, so the first one I'm going to talk about, I read way back in 2021. Do you remember that time? My God. Um, so the first one I have, and isn't the cover just adorable, is Wild Love by Lauren, and I'm going to say Arcado, and I hope that's Arcado, maybe? I'm I would say Arcado. Arcardo. Arcardo. Let's go with that. And I'm sorry, Lauren, if you're watching. Uh, and this came out uh, from Berkeley in June of 21. And um, I think I actually read it as soon as it came out because the cover was so gorgeous. And I just love uh, small town romance, which many of you might know by now. Uh, so uh, the reason I am recommending this for our fall cozy romances is this is the perfect brain candy for a lazy weekend read when you want to be, you know, wrapped up in all your favorite blankets with a mug of tea or hot chocolate. Um, it is one of my favorite tropes, which is the big city woman coming back or coming to a small town. Um, she's escaping her cheating boyfriend and she's looking for a fresh start. Uh, so she settles in uh, the Adirondack, a town in the Adirondacks up in New York. And um, I should mention, this is also the first in the Forever Adirondack series um, that Lauren wrote. So which spoiler alert, I read the whole thing. Uh, but so she comes to this small town to escape and she's looking for, of course, no romantic connections at all, which, you know, I love that. And um, so things get complicated right away when she accidentally uh, hits and has a fender bender uh, with the town mechanic, who, of course, is gorgeous and surly and everything you would want in a small town mechanic to yeah. be. I would like and... to say I would like to see more <laughs> mechanics in romance. Yes, it always seems like it's billionaire CEOs lately, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I definitely, you know, yeah, I like a little yeah. variety. <laughs> yeah, I would like, yeah, more mechanics, like mechanics of all different things, cars, water heaters. Like I, because as I get older, I value people in the service industry even more so yes. now that I have a house. So uh, yeah, that's just a side note. Continue. Oh yeah, no, but it's the skills I don't have and would love to have. So <laughs> well, not maybe for me, but you know, having my close vicinity. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And you know, these services are expensive. So if you have a romance with one of exactly service providers, I mean, then hey, I mean, fixing your car, please yeah, <laughs> just spend a small fortune. Anyway, to the good folks at Mazda. Um, but <laughs> so anyway, so uh, Sydney meets Sam, the hot mechanic. And um, the cool part is that she um, is actually going to be working at her mother's bookstore, which I just love as a premise anyway. So um, so she's working at her mother's bookstore, which is called The Loving Page. And so the story is obviously about her and Sam falling in love, but it's also with her finding a new passion and kind of revamping uh, her mother's bookstore, which, again, which romance reader doesn't fantasize about owning a bookstore in mm -hmm. a small town in New York in the fall with a hot mechanic? I mean, come on. Yeah. So um, it's 
like I said, uh, it's just really super cute. Um, it has the grumpy sunshine trope. It has that whole afraid to fall in love trope. There's a bunch of small town shenanigans with the secondary characters who, as I mentioned, are going to be books two and three in the series. Um, and I, every, for this series, as soon as they came out, I read them and was obsessed. Um, I was, when we were, I was preparing for this episode, I was like, I need to see what I gave good reason. It was all fives and just like giddiness because I just love the series so much. So I haven't read anything else by Lauren, but I'm hopeful that she'll keep writing because I think it's been over a year since she's had a release. And I really, this is the type of thing I think of when I just think of like a quick read for a weekend. Um, so this series would just be perfect for that. I love everything that you've just said. It yes. has all the hallmarks of a true cozy romance. Exactly. No, it's it's perfect. And I don't know. And I don't know about you. There's something about a mass market paperback I just find very charming. And so, I, and again, it has, you know, I'm sure the same word count as a trade paperback, but there's something about it. It's just like, ha ha ha, I can devour you in one sitting. <laughs> Agreed. Mass market paperback is the coziest print format you can find. Agreed. Hands down. Yeah. You heard it first. <laughs> That's right. Only here on Romance Roundup. <laughs> Roundup. <laughs> so what is your first fall cozy that you're going to tell us about, Liz? Well, Libby, when I think of fall, I think of crisp orange leaves, pumpkins, and going back to school. Oh, I, I'm excited already. <laughs> <laughs> the Do-Over, a second chance rom-com by Suzanne Park, published by Avon, in 2023 is where I'm beginning my fall cozy romance journey with you today. All right, I'm ready. So I would categorize the do-over as a rom-com that also has a toe in women's fiction. There's a bit of a, a little bit of a crossover and I see that more and more with romances um, lately is more of a women's fiction crossover. So there's, there's a bit of that uh, in the do-over. So main character Lily is a best-selling author of books on motivational career advice for women. And she is offered a dream job at a business or marketing firm. I can't remember which, but it's her <laughs> dream job at a big firm. But there's a problem. Lily discovers that she is a few credits short of graduating college. I have to say that this is actually one of my greatest nightmares. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think people actually do have nightmares about that. <laughs> oh, I still have lots of different nightmares about me skipping class so much that I can't graduate, different things. Reading the do-over actually cured me of some of those nightmares that I was having quite frequently. No way! <laughs> so I feel like if you have nightmares about having to go back to school and graduate, then definitely uh, read the do-over. But I digress. So... Lily needs to fix this before she can start her new job. So she returns to college, the same college that she thought she had graduated from. <laughs> and she needs to take a computer science class. That's what she needs to take to graduate. And she learns that her teaching assistant is her college ex-boyfriend, Jake. Ooh. Yes. But Jake still looks adorable. So that's <laughs> good for her. <laughs> You know, it would have been really interesting if he looked nothing like it, like he really didn't yeah. look clean or, you know. Like um, weird hair and a big beard or something. <laughs> yeah, I think he. it would have been really cool for him to be disheveled and have her love him in his new in his body. New and what was that? In his new normal. <laughs> 
in his new normal. Exactly. But he's still very cute. Okay. So Lily and Jake reunite and sparks fly once again. And she also, besides falling back in love with Jake, she does certain things differently in her college career. Like she participates more in campus life, which she hadn't done the first time around. So I thought it was really, it was a do-over in many, in all the senses of the word do-over. She did over, you know, college in a more satisfactory way, more satisfying way. And she got the boy who got away the first time. And how long, I forgot, how long was the gap between her thinking she graduated and going back? That's an excellent question. And I was going to actually try to research that and I didn't. (laughs) I think it was something, I want to say it was 10, between five and 10 years. So it wasn't last week. This was. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, Yeah, no, this is, it's been a while. Like, you know, I think it might've been something like five, maybe less than 10, five years. Eight Works years for me. <laughs> you know what's funny is I was like, you know, I really should nail that detail down. I'm like, oh, nobody's gonna care. <laughs> <laughs> well, old Libby cares. <laughs> so, first off, Suzanne Park, the author of the Do Over, is a former stand-up comedian. I didn't know that. Yes, yes, and she—I've read her work before. She always does a fantastic job of bringing genuine funny dialogue and situations to the page. So right there, it's definitely going to bring a smile to your face. The cast of characters are Korean American, as is Suzanne. So the do-over contains a lot of delicious descriptions of Korean foods and cuisine Mm. and scenes of characters connecting through food as identity. The uh, main characters... um, Main character Lily's parents are immigrants. So the book explores Lily's first generation mental health issues as they relate to generational trauma, which um, is really interesting to explore. Second chance romances. And let me know if you agree with this, Libby. I think they're one of the trickiest, most challenging love stories to write because the author has to write a believable romance from the get-go, like make us believe they fell in love at first, then have a believable breakup, then have them reunite and fall back in love in an authentic way. So you really you have to keep them both likable because if they broke up, you know, I, rarely in romance books have I read where one of them has cheated and gotten back together. So it's usually not anything yeah. that monumental that they have to get over. But yeah, yeah it's because I, I mean, I love reading. That's one of my favorite tropes is second chances. But yeah, yeah. it's tricky because you don't want to make them too unlikable. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there has to be something they did that means they aren't together at the time of the start of the book. So Exactly, exactly. And Suzanne does a really good job of crafting the second chance romance in the do-over. So definitely check it out if you're a fan of second chance. If you're a fan of going back to school and doing (laughs) things differently and maybe getting over your fear of going back to school. Um, So yeah, so The Do-Over by Suzanne Park delivers a sweet, meant-to-be, back-to-school, second-chance romance. Check it out. I will. That sounds so cute. I like it. And I like that she used to be a comedian. That's really cool. I like seeing how authors, you know, their their other lives. (laughs) Yes, yes. And she definitely, she's very, that's a a, a strength of Suzanne's is her rom, the calm in her rom-com is strong. (laughs) I love it. That should be on, that should be on her book cover. It should. 
I, I'm hoping a lot of what we say in these episodes eventually make it out there into the world as, you know, blurbs on books. I know? mean, that that's the dream, Liz. That's the dream right there. <laughs> I have so many dreams, Libby. <laughs> okay, so what do you have next for us? Okay, so this is kind of same church, different pew is what I just described because you're you're going to sense a theme with my fall coziness here. So this is another Berkeley uh, trade, or I'm sorry, mass market paperback from t- the summer of 21. Uh, this is Pause and Prejudice by Alana Martin. And um, this is, I'm breaking my rule and I'm talking about not the first one in a series, but this is the second one um, in her series. And it's okay because it's super cute. And I've read, again, all of them. And um, you will learn to love it as much as I did because it's just so cute. So um, the premise of this one is, um, we're going from New York to Alaska now. So we're in small town Alaska and we're still going to have the, um, you know, the, the very nice fall scenes, the, the scenery and the descriptions of the place are gorgeous. You're going to have the small town shenanigans again with meddling characters who were both in this case, the couple of the first book and then future couples and family members. Uh, but the fun thing with this series is it's, it's the overarching theme is these like family, fe- these families that are feuding. And um, one of them's a cat family and one of them's a dog family. So obviously we're going to be focusing on the dogs, but um, it's just very fun to me because it has kind of that like hallmark silliness in some scenes that I'm hoping that was what Alana was going for because I loved it. Like it was just so cute. Um, But uh, even though the dogs are technically the star, the the two, the hero and the heroine are Kelsey and uh, Ian. And they are, um, Kelsey is all about her rescue huskies and keeping the town small, keeping the outsiders away. And Ian has the nerve to move to this small town with his sights set on opening up his own brewery. So obviously they're not going to get along from the beginning because he's coming in as an interloper in Kelsey's eyes. Uh, but the part that was super cute for me and that kind of added to the tension was he's afraid of big dogs. So the very first scene where they meet is she has these huge huskies and he is terrified. And so it just was very cute and still, I mean, not that being afraid of dogs is cute. I totally understand being afraid of big dogs, but there was just something very silly and yet charming about it. And it kind of kept pulling into his vulnerability. So I really liked how, um, Alana Martin did the character development with this and, um, Basically, she is going to spend time uh, with Ian and he's going to get more comfortable with the dogs. And then she's going to realize that he's not really this awful outside monster that she portrayed him to be. Um, And because of their friends and family, she kind of gets tricked into helping him get his brewery started. So um, just a really, again, not too much conflict, but it was like a nice light read. Again, I would say it was fall brain candy because it's just I don't know. I just like stories like this where, you know, going into it, you're going to be cozy. You're going to be happy. And, um, you know, life can be complicated enough. So that's why I like books like this is you can just sit back and enjoy and know it's going to be super cute. Um, And a fun fact to add is that Alana Martin also writes under another pen name, Tori Ann Martin. And I believe it might already have happened because we're in the end of September here. But uh, she has a new book coming out from Berkeley uh, called This Spells Disaster. And it looks super cute and um, totally different than this book, but I'm excited about it. Have you heard about that one, Liz? Yes, I actually made a note to mention it. It came out September uh, 12th, 2023. Oh, wow. Okay. So like literally last week. (laughs) And what's interesting is that the character in Pause and Prejudice, because I did speak to Alana Martin on Reader Seeks Romance about Pause and Prejudice. Main character, I believe her name is Kelsey. She writes paranormal romance 
that nobody oh knows gosh, about. Yes. yes, that was the other part of the story. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot yeah. that part. <laughs> so, so she also like secretly likes, writes paranormal romance, which I thought was interesting because in my interview, I believe I had asked Alana if she would want to write paranormal romance. I don't recall her answer, but apparently she does. She does. <laughs> she does and she did because she published This Spells Disaster under her um, pen name, Tori Ann Martin. So I thought that was interesting. Another thing about Pause and Prejudice is that there was Jewish representation that um, yes. I really enjoyed because Ian, I believe, is the only Jewish person, I don't know, in town or, yes. or something, something like that. So it was really interesting exploring his culture in the in the story so yeah it really fleshed it out more it you know it makes everybody a little more than just two-dimensional I, I yes. just really like her writing yes yes <laughs> so that was pause and prejudice by alana martin and that's out now through berkeley enough about <laughs> me and my small town obsession what about you liz what do you have next well i'm going to continue that small town obsession yes. now we're going to visit blue cedar falls the inn on sweet briar lane which is the coziest title on the planet I that think. is adorable. It sounds so charming. It, it is. It is book one in Blue Cedar Falls series. It is a cozy, sexy, opposites attract, small town rivals romance by Jeannie Chin, published by Hachette Imprint Forever in 2021. Main character June Wu helps run her family's inn. Again, an inn. Is there anything cozier? No, I can't think of anything cozier. <laughs> And unfortunately, business is down, which is also kind of cozy. Oh, the inn's failing. Let's help it. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, June is trying to manage her mother's medical bills without anyone worrying because the debt is mounting. Then, to make things worse, a bar opens up on the block and the noise and the noisy patrons and the carousing all hours of the night becomes a problem for a number of the local businesses, especially the inn, which is right across the street. So June develops a hostile relationship with the owner who is a prickly ex soldier, Clay Hawthorne. Yes, I know. That's a great name too. Clay Hawthorne. I love it. (laughs) Honestly, that name is one of the best, like, male protagonist names I found, Clay, yeah. Clay Hawthorne. I mean, that just speaks volumes. And an ex-soldier who's a little bit prickly around the edges. And it's like, ooh, let's get into his 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 uh, hard heart. Let's soften it up. Next know. to mechanics, that might be my favorite type of uh, book hero. <laughs> mechanics and ex-soldiers. Soldiers. Oh, yeah. Give me all of your past scars. Let's figure it out together. <laughs> Give me your past scars. <laughs> Yeah, this is telling people a lot about us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, where was it? Oh. So, and this isn't really a, a spoiler. This is mentioned early on, but Clay opens this bar as a way to honor his best friend's dream to open a bar in his hometown of Blue Cedar Falls. So Clay is not from Blue Cedar Falls, but his friend was. So he's doing this, moves to this podunk town just to fulfill his best friend's, you know, long time dream. June and Clay's chemistry is explosive. And there is some super sexy scenes that is not typical, actually, for a cozy romance. Usually it's a bit sweeter, maybe Mm -hmm. closed door, maybe just a little bit of, you know 
sexual tension, but this is straight up like this is sexy stuff. Um, the Ooh. storytelling and the world building is deeply engaging. It's a little bit of a longer novel. Um, I think it's over 400 pages. So there's a lot of time to really stay with the characters and it doesn't lag. You really do feel like it's not that long, but it is longer page wise than, than a, a typical cozy romance. Uh, but so compelling and engaging. Um, the, uh, oh, but most importantly, and this is my mic drop moment. Ooh. There's a pumpkin festival. Shut up. <laughs> There's nothing that else is, I can say. That is the most cozy fall activity ever. I mean, I don't think you could think of anything more cozy than nope, that. No, nope. pumpkin festival. That's it. So that's the In on Sweetbriar Lane by Jeannie Chin. You can also check out the other books in Blue Cedar Falls. It is a trilogy plus one novella in the series. So yeah, check it, it out. So cute. Oh my gosh, it sounds adorable. I and I love it. The, I love the series names of Cedar Falls. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh where does the fall cozy romance journey continue with you, Libby? Well, get ready for this because we're actually gonna be at another inn. What? <laughs> yes, this is totally not planned. <laughs> So, and this is one I will say I have not read yet. This is Falling In, which I love a good pun, Love by Erin Branscombe. Uh, this is independently published and it came out last September. So September of 22. And as you can tell, it's a year old and it's been sitting on my shelf for that long. Um, but when we started talking about, you know, get ready for fall, I'm like, I have to read this book. And then life happened and I haven't read it yet, but it's on my list. So the reasons I'm excited about it um, are, hello, it's adorable. Uh, it's the first in Erin's uh, Freedom Valley series. So this is up in New Hampshire. So we went from, I'm going all over the U.S. here. So, uh, and as you can tell from the title, there is an in involved. And so our hero and heroine are Beth and Evan. And obviously I like Evan as a hero name because I have an Evan in one of my books. Mm -hmm. uh, so yay for that. Uh, and I have a good friend named Beth. So yay for that as well. Uh, so Beth is a romance author who is struggling after a family tragedy. So as most romance authors in books, and I wish in real life, she just decides to pick up and try something new. <laughs> Don't you wish it was that easy? Yeah. Although, <laughs> although I moved from New York to LA to Columbus, Ohio. So maybe I make it look easy, but it's it, it wasn't. But yeah. um, it does set, you know what it is? It sounds so... Um, so ideal it sounds so, so romantic appealing. it's just like oh let's try something new and, I mean, and again yeah. we've lived in several states so i'm not gonna sit here and say i don't move but yeah. just the way everything is portrayed it's just like i'm just gonna pack my one bag and magically i'll be in a new place <laughs> right right yes new, and like total do-over it's like well no you kind of do carry some of your baggage around wherever yeah. you move. But, literally and figuratively <laughs> but that's what i love about cozy romances is uh i know it doesn't have to be There's like no reality rules. It can just be adorably charming. So, so yeah, so Beth moves to New Hampshire and uh, she is, of course, stranded, which happens a lot to these women who are starting over apparently in romance books. So mm -hmm. she is stranded and rescued by a very handsome innkeeper, Evan. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I swear this is not planned. He is also a former Marine dealing with his own grief. <laughs> really? Yes. So it's interesting because, and I know there are other cozy romances out there with, with former military. It's interesting that they're making their way into cozy romances. But I think that that's, I mean, military romance has been huge for a while, but I just feel right. like it is just one of those tropes that just keeps getting more more and more popular. And yeah. I'm here for it. I mean, yeah. I, I love it. 
Um, so yeah, so we have yet another um yet another damaged hero who is uh looking out for you know, working at this inn and or well, there's an inn anyway. So he has inherited his father's inn and it is not what he expected it to be. And so Beth, having no intentions to stay in town long, yeah, right, decides to help Evan uh in return for uh lodging. So and in our I think it was our first episode, I had another book where the woman ended up basically squatting at the guy's place. So apparently yes. that's the theme with me in the books I'm enjoying is I just really want there to be someone who's homeless, basically. <laughs> so that's right. We talked about the hot squatters yes. in episode two. That was episode uh, two, yeah. Yeah, what, what is it? I think you like the vulnerability of someone being without a physical dwelling. Maybe, because in real life, that would literally drive me up a wall and I would probably- Yeah, be, no, I mean, it's not totally fun about to it, but... be in that situation. <laughs> but yeah, you, you like it, I guess. And it's always the male protagonist who's the one, right? Who's... Yes, yes, in all yeah. of these, it's the male protagonist that has yeah. the house or the inn or the whatever it is. And then- yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure my therapist and I could delve into that a little more later. Yeah, <laughs> I think we, I think we might want to do we that. We might need to, especially before next episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so basically I don't, because I haven't read it yet. I don't uh, know more of the plot, but I am super excited about it because it just looks adorable. And obviously there has to be dogs involved because there's adorable little dogs on the cover. <laughs> yes. And Animals are very cozy. Yes, yeah. they are. So I am all for it. Um, it sounds super cute. Um, again, it was Falling In. I love a good pun. Uh, love by Aaron Branscombe. So uh, definitely excited to visit Freedom Valley, New Hampshire. Excellent. I mean, Freedom Valley, it sounds also very patriotic. Yes. I Well, maybe with the former Marine. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's the tie-in. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Or I'm making this up. I haven't read it yet. So Aaron, no, if you're watching, I, mean, I hope it's okay. <laughs> I feel like cozy... I've read a number of cozy fiction novels that are in some way either patriotic or, you know, they, they believe in God and there's a bit, you yeah. know, the local church and the reverend is part of the story, you know, as a character. Yeah, that's community so, feel. Yeah, so definitely community. Yes, for sure. So I am going to take yes. us out of the small town. Oh, please take us, Liz. <laughs> now, I know you're going to ask what city. I don't recall. I think it might be something like Los Angeles. Okay. Or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but it is set in a, in a city, not a small town. Sips and Strokes, a steamy fake dating romance self-published in 2021 by dynamic romance writing duo Sarah Sky, a.k.a. Sarah Smith and Sky McDonald. Oh, now, stay with me. I'm going to let you know at the end why, to me, this was one of the first titles I thought of when we said fall cozy romance. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> so here's the gist. Art professor Lily Maldonado is coerced by her parents to attend the wedding of her ex and her childhood bully. So <gasps> the two most hated people in her life are getting married. And it's a long story, but the parents kind of you know, really give it to Lily. Like you got to go to this wedding. <laughs> yeah, I know it, it, it's a lot. So Lily then crosses paths with romance novel book cover model, <laughs> Calder Ross. Okay. So, I mean, you know, it's every person's, oh, the guy on the cover of a model, I got to see, you know, so he's got the six pack abs and everything. So Calder wants to land a dream job as a spokesman for a whiskey company. 
but he has to prove that he has given up his playboy ways in order to get this role. I'm already loving this. (laughs) (laughs) So Lily and Calder meet because he is the last minute replacement as a nude life drawing model for Lily's drawing class. (laughs) <laughs> so she gets to see him nude before anything. You know, she sees him on the cover of the novel, like, and then she sees him nude in real real life before they even have anything going. Of course, sparks fly and a fake dating plan is hatched. Calder agrees to be Lily's wedding date, and Lily agrees to convince the whiskey company that Calder is in a stable relationship by them going out on public dates. The sexual chemistry is off the charts. Mm-hmm. This sexual tension is building for page one. And Calder and Lily, even though there's a very sexual beginning to their uh, to their relationship, they really are a couple that you root for. They're really well suited to each other. Why does this book qualify as a fall cozy romance? Yes, I was wondering. <laughs> there is a super steamy hayride at an apple orchard scene that <gasps> I still think about to this day. Oh my gosh, a hayride, and it's a sexy hayride. Oh yeah. (laughs) Things are happening underneath the hay, on top of the hay. It's public, too. This is a public. Oh, no way. Yes. So that's Sips and Strokes by Sarah Skye. Oh my God. Well, I'm adding that to my list, even though I don't know if my anxiety and my asthma could handle a sexy hayride. And there's really no other mention of fall i think outside of that scene but man mm-mm, that no, was memorable I, no obviously so, seriously that sounds amazing <laughs> yeah yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> oh. okay libby where to next okay so i'm kind of breaking the rules because i'm not talking about one book i'm going to talk about a whole series <laughs> oh you rule. i know i know but I as you love. said in episode one right our show our rules yeah that's true so Here we go. So the series I'm going to talk about, and again, I haven't read it yet because they've just started coming out. It's the Sweater Weather series. This is a new series that just started coming out in August by um, seven different um, self-pub authors. And so I'm going to rattle off the names and titles for you guys. Uh, The first one is called Just Don't Fall by Emma St. Clair. The next one is The Fallback Plan by Melanie Jacobson. The third one is Can't Help Falling by Courtney Walsh. The fourth one is Faking the Fall by Julie Christensen. Next is Easy as Pie by Karina Taylor. Then we have A Not-So-Fictional Fall by Savannah Scott. And lastly, we have Absolutely Not in Love by Jenny Proctor. So the first one came out back in August, and Jenny Proctor's is the last one to come out, and that's going to be coming out on October the 12th. So you have to, first of all, you just look at these covers and you know they're going to be absolutely perfect for fall, not just because the name of the series is Sweater Weather. So um, each of the books takes place in a small town uh, called Harvest Hollow. Again, come on, how cute. <laughs> oh my! First of all, my head has already exploded from all the cozy overload of you reading those titles. Yes, and the, oh my gosh, and all of the covers are just so cute, but, and they're all the great, I, and obviously I like illustrated covers and I like not illustrated covers, but there's just something about these that are just all eye-catching and so cute. And um, yeah. all of them take place in Harvest Hollow. So obviously it's cute already. Um, every single trope you could possibly want is represented in this, in these books. We have fake dating. They're all sweet romances. We have second chances, enemies to lovers, friends to lovers. One of them is a hockey romance. So come on, you know, I love hockey romances. Oh yeah. 
I'm not a sports person, but I do love me a good hockey room. Oh, yeah. And it looks like at least two of them have some type of forced proximity, which, again, I'm all about forced proximity. So I just these have been on my uh, ebook to be uh, TBR stack. And I am so excited to start cracking into them because I've read and enjoyed. Um, I think I've read something from all of these authors. Most recently, I read a Jenny Proctor and I just really like the writing style. Um, I like the fact that they got together and made up this series together because I like authors supporting other authors. So yeah, I'm very excited to read the Sweater Weather series. And again, it features seven great authors being Emma St. Clair, Melanie Jacobson, Courtney Walsh, Julia, Julie Christensen, Karina Taylor, Savannah Scott, and Jenny Proctor. Fabulous. I've noticed that there are more and more authors launching books in that way like yes it's they're all taking a book from this shared universe that they write and it's yeah yeah I I uh, I, I dig that and I I'm, I'm curious to see how many if there's like overlapping characters or if the only thing in common is this town because right as a writer I can't imagine trying to write a story with six other people so I'm intrigued to see how that yeah sh- shakes out yeah for sure Call me crazy, but when I think cozy, I do think of eating donuts. Yes. Okay, good. I'm glad you're on board for this. <laughs> uh, yeah, donuts are peak cozy, and I would eat them any season. But come on, fall, you could have cider donuts or yes. You know, yes. No, donuts are definitely cozy. Okay, good. Well, then join me on this journey to Toronto, Canada. I have chosen celebrity rom-com with a punny food title, Donut Fall in Love by Jackie Lau, published by Berkeley in 2021. Oh, I was hoping when you started talking about donuts, it was this one, because I loved this. I read it when it came out a couple years ago, and it was so cute. Oh, good. Then maybe you could fill in any of the blanks that I I missed. Okay. (laughs) The main characters are movie actor Ryan Kwok and baker donut shop owner Lindsay McLeod. To honor his recently passed mother, Ryan agrees to appear in a baking competition show, Baking Fail, which is a lot like Nailed It on Netflix, which is one of my favorite Netflix competition shows. Have you ever watched Nailed It? No, and everyone I know says I should because it sounds super fun. Because oh, is it's... that where they mess? Is that the where they mess everything up? Well, I mean, you know, not purposely, but okay. <laughs> they have the amateur bakers, and sometimes they'll have celebrities come on to. Uh, bake replicas of already made professional cakes uh, in different shapes and themes and stuff. So usually it's, you know, whoever doesn't mess up the worst wins, you know. Um, (laughs) I mean, they're all amateurs. So a lot of times it's really just awful, you know, but they also go by taste and some people actually get the taste right and whatnot. So Ryan is going to appear on Baking Fail, which is a lot like Nailed It. To prepare for his appearance on the show, he enlists the help of Lindsay. Cue the falling in love music. So Donut Fall in Love is filled with humor and heart. The humor largely comes from Ryan's dad, who trolls him on Twitter. And I remember that. And it was so good. <laughs> Um, Ryan and Lindsay's romance really builds authentically as they spend time baking together and they bond over grief. They've each lost a parent. There is an interesting exploration also of Asian representation in entertainment that uh, was really um, 
thought-provoking. And yes, there is a steamy sex scene at the donut shop, but it is sadly not in a pile of donuts as I had hoped. I really (laughs) thought it might get a little messy. The donut combos that Lindsay bakes throughout the novel are so mouthwatering, delectable. And there's one that still sticks with me, and it's a matcha tiramisu flavored donut, yes. which I believe when I spoke to Jackie on Reader Seeks Romance, I think she had found that actual uh, flavor combo at uh, a bakery in Canada because she's from Toronto, Canada, which is where the, the book is set. So in my opinion, there's nothing cozier than baking and donut consumption. And that's Donut Fall in Love by Jackie Lau. His friend, a comedian? Yes. Okay. His friend is a comedian who is in the second book. The second one that uh, came out, I believe last year, was called The Stand-Up Groomsman. And that had the the comedian. And I think, and I haven't read it yet, but I think her friend. Her friend. Is they actually get together, I'm assuming. Yes. So it's another celebrity romance because he's a known comedian, like you said. And the friend, uh, um, Lindsay's friend is a huge fan. But then I think during the course of Don't Fall in Love, the friend gets kind of put off by the behavior. Yeah, they had kind of the opposite of a meet cute. But like- yeah, so there was I, something I've, funky that happened. So you're going into the book, The Santa Groomsman, with the comedian and Lindsay's friend, kind of like, you know, I think they have like a rocky start. Yes, to, definitely. Yeah. And I'm anxious to read it because I really, again, another great book where the secondary characters are just as compelling as the main characters. Yes, for sure. Definitely. Okay, so what do you have uh, next? I think this is our last one, right? Yes. What do you have? And I'm going to break the rules again because there are no rules on this show. And uh, I'm going to do one title, but it's two books. (laughs) Oh, you rebel. I know. know. Here we go. So shameless plug time. I happen to have a book coming out later uh, in a couple of weeks called Faking the Fall. And as I just mentioned, Julie Christensen also has Faking the Fall that just released last week. Um, so these are two great opportunities to have your fall fix. So I'll take a moment to talk about Julie's book first, but Mm -hmm. this is a, uh, fake dating again, as the title would suggest. And this is, um, former college crushes. One of them is now a celebrity Lincoln, and he needs a revamp with his image. And so his agent concocts this grand plan for him to have a very public breakup with the lost love of his life. Well, the only problem is he's never had a love to have lost. So he basically brings in this former college crush and uh, promises her her own chance at stardom. And it sounds super cute. It takes place again in a small town. Um, And again, look at these covers. They're just so charming and they have leaves on them and big cozy sweaters. So um, this is Julie Christensen's Faking the Fall. And then, uh, as I said, shameless plug time, uh, my Faking the Fall is coming out on October 3rd. And this is book four in the Buckeye Falls series. It has Alice, who is the mayor's sister. And if you read book three, you got a very fun introduction to her there. And uh, James, who is a New York transplant to Buckeye Falls, and he's an artist and he has artist version of writer's block and he's totally blocked up and he needs to start painting and amazingly enough he meets his muse in this quirky town librarian alice so um they're planning the fall festival together for buckeye falls and i can't think of anything more cute and cozy than planning a fall festival with a hot artist who's in from new york so um it is Most of the characters from the other Buckeye Falls books are back. Uh, We have a lot of time with Mallory, Anthony, and Natalie are back. 
But if you haven't read anything in the Buckeye Falls series, I promise you will not be left behind because you can read it as a standalone. It's just you'll hopefully want to go back and read the other ones to see more about the, the couples in the book that are mentioned. But as the title suggests, it is a fake dating trope. Um, Alice has all of these well-meaning Buckeyes on her back. And James is looking for an excuse to spend more time with Alice outside the planning meetings for the fall festival. So, of course, they decide to fake date, which is just going to go beautifully well and they'll hate each other and never speak again. No, I'm totally kidding. It's going to have a lovely, charming little happily ever after because that's what I write and that's what I like. So um, so those are my two fall cozy picks that have the same title, uh, but are two totally different stories. And again, Faking the Fall uh, by Julie Christensen and my Faking the Fall by Libby Kay. <laughs> Excellent. And that's a great segue into a fall cozy romance book that I'm looking forward to reading, which is Faking the Fall by you, Libby Kay. Because <laughs> I can't wait to jump back into Buckeye Falls. And when I think about a an artist from New York being in Buckeye Falls, Ohio, I am thrilled beyond belief because I'm sure there's going to be some humorous moments because there's a bit of a culture shock between the New York art scene and a small town in Ohio. So I think that's yes. going to be, and I like the whole artist looking for a muse. I've read a few books like that where one character was an artist and they found a muse in the other person. And I just think that those are just like, it's culturally sexy. <laughs> yes. Well, and I, I wanted it cause she's kind of, Alice is having a bit of a downturn in her life and is feeling a little lost. And so I wanted her to have, more than just like the attractive guy come into town. I wanted it yeah. to be, you know, really, you know, show her that she's already pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, I I um I can't wait to read and I uh, look forward to the book release and your launch. So October 3rd. Is yes, October 3rd is yeah. yes. Okay, well that concludes the roundup. Just an FYI, our launch day giveaway is still going on. Romance Roundup is giving away a $15 e-gift card to Love's Sweet Arrow Romance Bookstore in Chicago. You can use the e-gift card to order romance novels online through Love Sweet Arrow's website. Comment on episode one of Romance Roundup on Reader Seeks Romance's YouTube page. Tell us the title of your favorite debut romance of 2023. A winner will be randomly selected on September 30th, 2023. Be sure to subscribe to Reader Seeks Romance on YouTube so that you don't miss out on book recommendations and bonus content and extras. If you listen to Romance Roundup on Podbean or your preferred podcast app, then be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Thanks for joining us, romance readers. Happy reading, everyone. 